Hello, this is Joan DeMartin, and welcome to Crime and Punishment, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America. The title of tonight's post is, The Cost of Borrowing is Sky High, and It Hurts the Middle Class and Poor the Most. I'm going to quote from the New York Times article dated March 4th of this year, just a few weeks ago, and I want to thank uh, Jan Pepler, who writes the fabulous newsletter, Finding Home, uh, for sending me this article. Quote, cards with the highest value rewards are often available only to the rich. First, you'll need a credit score of at least 700 to qualify for a premium card. That eliminates half the country. Second, issuers consider your income and debt-to-income ratio, which can be used to disqualify card applicants with high credit scores. According to this article, they don't want lower-middle-income people because I guess they don't trust them to um, pay on time and handle the rewards the way wealthy people do. That's just my guess. Anyway, um, there are a good number of both esteemed economists and elected officials who disagree with the Federal Reserve's decision to raise interest rates in an attempt to lower inflation. One major reason for this disagreement is that it translates to higher interest rates on credit cards, auto loans, and mortgage loans. The cost of borrowing money goes up which is exactly the point from the Federal Reserve's view. The idea is, if it costs more to borrow money, people will borrow less and thus buy less, resulting in decreased demand and then presumably lower prices for products. Unfortunately, lack of borrowing and buying slows the economy People lose their jobs, and eventually the economy sinks into a recession. This is not guaranteed to happen, but it most certainly can and has in the past. From a layperson's perspective, that's me, this choice to solve a problem is an incredibly long end around when there are more direct ways to lower inflation, like price caps and taxes on excess profits. Here is what Robert Reich, former Secretary of Labor, economist, author of 18 books, and professor of public policy at the University of California at Berkeley, not a layperson, believes how we should handle inflation at the federal level. And according to this tweet, and in an accompanying uh, video, Relying on the Fed to raise interest rates puts the burden of fighting inflation mostly on low-wage workers who are already hurting most from the rising prices. Stop raising interest rates. Better solutions? A windfall profits tax, price controls, and antitrust enforcement. And if you watched the video, I think it's about four minutes long, it explains how those... um, solutions work in the real world. And it's clear 
that those who are hurt the most from higher interest rates on loans are people who have to borrow to keep themselves afloat, not because they are purchasing luxury items, but rather charging the necessities on increasingly higher interest rate credit cards and taking a loan to buy a car as two major examples. And with the increase in home prices and mortgage rates, the American dream of home ownership is out of reach for most most of us, making average wages so more and more Americans are at the mercy of landlord pricing. This article in the Stamford Advocate, dated from a few days ago, explains that not only are poor people carrying more debt than last year. Well, people overall are carrying more debt than last year, I should say. They are not paying it off each month and thus incurring the higher interest rates. Quote, 40% of, 46% of people are carrying debt from month to month, up from 39% a year ago, according to Bankrate, an online financial information site. On a personal note, the interest rate on my beloved Apple Card is 26.49%, and I've charged close to the credit limit, unfortunately. I wish I could say my home and pockets are filled with amazing Apple products, but I use the card to charge my rent for two consecutive months, and only one, and I am only one of millions who are in this situation. In exchange from early March between Senator Elizabeth Warren and Jerome Powell, chairman of the Federal Reserve, gives us a glimpse into how the Federal Reserve, uh, into the Federal Reserve's use of a single tool, interest rate adjustments, manipulates our economy to slam lower and medium income earners and doesn't lower inflation all that much. And it also demonstrates how limited and ineffective it is to rely on simply raising interest rates to lower inflation. Uh, this is a really uh, fun three-minute uh, video from a, a hearing just a few, a few weeks ago, um, congressional hearing just a few weeks ago, if I maybe uh, add that correction. According to a recent Nerd Wallet article dissecting the Federal Reserve's current approach to raising interest rates, Catherine Edwards, economist and professor at the Party Rand Graduate School, said, quote, the Fed's, the Fed's approach has the delicacy of a blunt axe, end quote. It may eventually, after years of interest rate hikes, get the job done, but it destroys everything in its path to reach only a modest result. The Federal Reserve has raised interest rates nine times since March 16, 2022, and inflation has been reduced from a high of approximately 8% to its current 6% in one year. Given that the goal is an inflation rate of 2%, most experts agree there is a long way to go and a lot of continued suffering for lower and middle class income folks. Back to the premium reward credit cards, only accessible to the wealthy, as mentioned in the um, opening quote. Typically, those who qualify for these 
cards don't make the bank's money by paying exorbitant interest rates on balances carried over month to month or late fees. So how do these banks make up for the luxury perks offered on these cards? By the imposition of interchange fees, which is the money it costs for merchants to accept non-cash payments. According to the New York Times opinion piece quoted above, quote, Lower-income consumers are forced to pay higher prices on the goods they buy, but they rarely receive any benefits from rewards programs, according to the Federal Reserve, who has been tracking the distributional effects of card rewards. In its December 2022 report, it estimates an annual redistribution of $15 billion in rewards value from poorer people to richer people, from low-educated people to highly educated people, and from diverse communities to less diverse communities. That is a brutal structure that, according to the Federal Reserve's own report, is making the rich richer and the poor poorer. To wrap up, Let's again watch Senator Warren as she eviscerates Jerome Powell's um, idea to lower inflation at a congressional hearing held just last year, a few months after the Federal Reserve first raised interest rates this inflation cycle. I hope you'll enjoy this um, exchange. So, what are your thoughts on inflation and how the Federal Reserve is handling it? Paying interest, are you paying interest on credit card debt or enjoying luxurious credit card results, uh, rewards? Sorry. Please share your thoughts in the comment section below. And don't forget to hit that sh uh, like button and share this post if you're so inclined. It does help. So, please leave a comment. As always, I appreciate your interest and thoughtful ideas that make our crime and punishment community a welcoming space to visit and chat. There's no time like the present to become a free or paid subscriber. And there's no time like the new year as we upgrade to, to upgrade your free subscription to paid. It's easy and will allow me to continue and expand crime and punishment. Thanks in advance for your support. And thanks, as always, for listening and reading. Uh, I'll let you go for this time and see you next post. Thank you.